Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking about how business travel is different during the pandemic. It's a lot that can be accomplished using a video conference. And to be sure, we hold daily Zoom and team meetings, sometimes even hourly. But then I was using video conferencing daily and often hourly before the pandemic. After 18 months of social distancing, I had no real desire to seek out large crowds. There are just some things that cannot be accomplished over an electronic communication. And this is particularly true if you're trying to gain context and perspective. I determined that I needed to travel for business purposes and frankly had some reservations about traveling during the pandemic. If you're like many people, you probably have not stepped foot on an aircraft in some time. On today's show, you're going to get a first-hand account of what travel is like in the age of COVID-19. My apprehension increased due to the fact that I was traveling into a COVID-19 hotspot where the percentage of vaccine adoption was below average in the country, and the incidence of new infections was rapidly rising. Travel during the pandemic is definitely different. Airports a lot less busy. The flight I was on this past weekend from Montreal to Houston was about 60% full. I purposely booked a first-class ticket for the greater elbow room and breathing room. The age of the aircraft makes a huge difference in the air quality on board. The newer aircraft, like the 737-800 series, the 737 MAX, the A320, and the Bombardier Global Express, those jets all have HEPA filters on board, and they're designed to do a complete air exchange every few minutes. The HEPA filter removes all particles that are above 0.3 microns in size. That's the standard. But a study performed by NASA in 2017 showed that HEPA filters were actually 99.97 effective at capturing particles about the size of the coronavirus. So planes are a relatively safe place to be as long as people wear their masks during the flight, as they're required to do. Passengers in the airport largely respected the requirement to wear masks and to maintain social distancing. Once on the aircraft, people also wore their masks, except when they were eating or drinking. I made the decision to buy a first-class ticket in order to be assured of that little extra space. But in first class, people get to eat a lot and drink a lot. And the person seated across the aisle from me seemed to be eating and drinking for nearly half the flight, which meant that they weren't wearing a mask during half the flight. Once on the ground in Texas and Louisiana, I had quite a few observations. Number one, when you stay in a hotel, the hotels will only clean your room on checkout. If you're staying multiple days, don't expect room service and don't expect your room to be cleaned or for the bed to be made. Renting a car is also full of pitfalls. The rental car companies reduced their fleet significantly. Many of them almost went bankrupt. And when the markets returned and the travel started to open up again, there was a shortage of cars. Rental car companies are trying to make up for lost income, so they've raised their rates, almost double what they were pre-pandemic. They're also trying other means to hit the client with hidden fees. They're now forcing clients to buy their insurance. Hertz forced me to buy additional insurance and said they would not recognize my own existing third-party insurance. I finally negotiated a rate of an extra $18 a day for their third-party liability. Originally, they were requiring me to pay an extra $60 a day for their insurance. Now, Houston has a camera-based toll system for their freeways, and Hertz was offering me to rent an electronic toll tag for $65 a day with unlimited tolls, or instead I could choose to pay $18 per toll. Both of these offers were offensive to me, and I declined the electronic toll tag. I accepted to spend an extra five minutes in traffic and save the $500 in toll charges for a weekly rental. I was traveling in Louisiana, which has some of the lower rates of vaccination in the country, with only 37% of the population vaccinated. That compares with a national average of almost 51%. Louisiana is a hotspot, and the Delta variant in particular. While the state imposed a new indoor mask mandate on August the 4th, 
Adherence to that mandate is weak at best in my estimation. I observed adherence of mask wearing to be about half the people or less. Some people wear their mask down around their chin, others wear it under their nose. It's not doing anything for you. Of the people I spoke with, many had actually experienced COVID-19 and recovered, and most knew someone in their inner circle or their family who had had it. If I compare that with my own experience in my hometown, I actually don't know anybody in my inner circle who's had it, and there's some very real geographic differences when it comes to rates of infection, and likewise, social, economic, and healthcare impacts that are being felt. Traveling during the pandemic has been very different than traveling in normal times. And I can confirm without a doubt that the accomplishments of this past week were not possible to do over a video conference. They really required physical presence. I can say without a doubt the same reasons I traveled for before the pandemic still hold true today. I don't think business travel is dead, although some of it will disappear to video conferencing. And I know that I will continue to travel for critical business reasons as long as it's deemed safe to do so. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.